Hello and welcome to the Primary versus Secondary podcast. I'm Laurie, representing Team Secondary with four years experience teaching history to teenagers. And I'm Josh, with four years experience teaching early years and key stage one, I'll be representing Team Primary. The intent of today's lesson is to sit back, relax and enjoy 30 minutes of two teachers talking all things education. From recent experiences, topical debates, tips, tricks and teacher fails. Hi everyone and welcome. We would love to start today's podcast by saying a massive thank you to everyone who listened and reviewed the first podcast and to everyone who's listening now and has come back for more. We are incredibly grateful, aren't we Josh? We can't thank you enough for the support. Over the past week and a half, two weeks, it's been incredible and you guys have just listened to it in abundance and you've given us some great feedback as well and I've actually got myself a mic because I know loads of the teachers at my school they said that I was a bit tinny compared to Laurie. So now I've got myself a mic, so hopefully it sounds a little bit better. You can hear us both in our crystal clear perfection. <laughs> now, I, I want to start, Laurie, by saying a massive congratulations to you. Because in the last week or so, you've hit 5K on Instagram. Or actually today. Uh-huh, just today. Just today. today. <laughs> I know, mate, crazy. And then you've even gone and hit 150,000 followers on TikTok. I mean, uh-huh. Wow. And I'll let you into a secret as well. In the next day or so, I'm going to hit 5 million likes. I'm like, ah! That's mental. They say things come in threes, and I'm I'm blown over by the the kind of sudden increase in support for my channel and support for my Instagram. And it's, yeah, it's great to see because, you know, social media, you have those, these ebbs and flows, and it's, it's easy in the ebb to go, oh, is this still relevant? Should I still be doing this? So it's, it's so reassuring and encouraging to see it pick up again. And yeah, it's really given me so much motivation. And I'm not the only one because someone else has hit a milestone. You're at 100k on TikTok, I believe. I, I know, mental, mental. I think I think I jumped from like 90k to 100 of in a day which was which was crazy i mean i i did it i did a live when i was on 98k a live tiktok video and i just got sent a load of screenshots of my reaction of me clocking over the 100k mark which which is which is ridiculous i believe as well i've just i've just ticked over 3.5 million likes so i've got a little bit of catching up to do to do on you laurie but i'll, I'll, I'll get oh, there i'll get there you're going to get a days, I okay. reckon. You'll be you'll be right on my heels in a matter of days. It's amazing, oh, and it just goes to show brilliant. people want to know about teachers. People want to know about school. Surprisingly, it's almost like everybody's or most people have been to school in their lives. It's almost like it's a shared common experience that everyone goes through, and they like to reminisce about that commonality. Yeah, especially uh, treasury tags and um, hole punching. And um, if you haven't checked it out, go to see Laurie Alice Adventures. Um, on one of her latest videos, which has blown up over 500,000 watches quite recently. That's a little plug for you there, Laurie. Thank you. The hack <laughs> I didn't know was a hack. I recorded it in about a minute and went, that'll do for today. And lo and behold, people's minds were blown. And then there was a small minority of students going, oh God, more teachers have seen this. That means more teachers are going to do this. Please no. <laughs> Who knew two small holes and a bit of thread? would break the internet or break the teaching world 
you've, you've completely revolutionized secondary school teaching with that one one video i mean i'm not sure i'd go that far but i'm never going back <laughs> I, I love i love not being asked if they can go to the toilet to wipe glue off their hands and i also love not having to count glue sticks back in and go oh i've, en I've only got 24 i should have to check your pencil cases check check the floor check your pockets I, I, no one's going until the glue sticks are back i love not being that teacher it's it's <laughs> I could just imagine you being in a, a primary school when there's lids missing and you standing at the front going, well, nobody's going to break time until we found this glue stick lid. There'll be no golden time until the glue stick's found. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. Nothing else. Crazy. Crazy. Um, and as well, what's been going on in your world recently? Anything fun? I know I saw one, one video of you where you were cr crazily or actually brilliantly at the same time up at the crack of dawn to head to the beach which I was very jealous about. Yeah, I mean, one of the perks of living in, and I will call it this because it's had good weather for the last week, um, the English Riviera, Torbados, um, south southwest England, and it's not quite the French Riviera, but we'll take it, um, is that I do at any given any given point where I'm staying at mine or my mum's or my uh, my stepdad's I'm within a kind of 10 minute walk away from the beach, which means that when we've had weather as nice as we have for the last few few days, I absolutely seize the opportunity and there's no better way to start the morning than a swim. Can't do it every day. And sometimes you go down there and you look at the abundance of seaweed and you go, nah, that's not, that's not happening today. Today is a sit on the, on the shore, have a little coffee, contemplate life's great mysteries, then push all that to the back of your head and go and teach about the Stuarts for a couple of hours. Um, but it was a lovely way to start the day. But the highlight of my week has actually been open evening um, this week, which was the first in-house open evening we've been able to do for the last couple of years. So we had um, we had historical bakes because history department loves to go all out and find me a school where the history department is an absolutely going over the top for open evening. So we had historical bakes made by the students and the prospective um, the prospective students and their parents had to taste them and see if they could guess what era they were from. Um, so we had some Tudor lovers knots. We had some Roman honey cake. We had a 1930s gold cake, uh, not actually made of gold, but does have lemon in it, um, amongst a load of other things. And it went really well. We had all the students work out. We had our wonderful year 10 history prefects helping out. We had some year nines volunteer because they wanted to and we had some dressing up out as well and it was really well received but my god it was so busy it started at um seven o'clock the first bunch of parents and kids came around and at one point we had about 70 or 80 people in the classroom which was wow. absolutely wild wow. it was huge um and just everyone's so enthusiastic and then at the end of the night it the bell went at 25 past eight at night and we started immediately packing up like absolute military operation get this done like the parents like oh it was that thing of you know when you're in a shop at the end of the day and they start aggressively um tidying down and starting to shut up shop and face up it was that we were doing that and the parents got the hint and left um but they needn't have done to be honest because by the time we left at kind of quarter to nine there were parents sat in traffic who had been there for 20 minutes because the way into our school is controlled by um, by traffic lights. And so only two or three cars could go at any given time. Um, it goes onto like a, a, a main road out of our 
town. Um, and so given that there had been approximately 500 people there that night, all the cars were in gridlock and I didn't actually leave the school until quarter past nine. I have to say, that was I, my yeah, that, that, I mean, it sounds like a good evening. I, I, mem- I think I remember that evening because you sent me a message around near on 10 o'clock to say that you'd only just got home. And I thought, oh, my goodness, how long was that open evening? Um, I, I've actually got, and I can say this now, I couldn't on the last podcast. I, from next year, I'm officially teaching reception. So I'm even further away from, from your teaching, Laurie, on the age scale, because I'm teaching four and five-year-olds next year. And I'm actually... We've lived weekends then, haven't we? Because I teach year yeah. 13, and you're te- teaching reception. We, we, we're covering it all here. We're just covering it all. And I'm actually hosting an open evening on Monday coming up which is uh which is going to be very exciting but it won't be there won't be like a great british bake-off thing going on it's just going to be lego out a lot of play-doh just just a lot of play for the kids that are coming in and also a chance for me to chat with the parents just to settle them into school life because a lot of them first-time parents they're 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 more nervous than the children half the time so that's just going to be very exciting these events are more for the parents than the kids the kids will just be like that's happening um it's the parents who need the reassurance and need to see oh this is the classroom where it will be happening okay Um, where it's all going on well we even had some year seven parents on the open evening despite the fact their child's been at the school for the last year they've never they've not had the chance to look around yet because of covid so they they came in for the first time and they were talking to us and they're like oh no my my daughter's actually already at the school and you go oh if you can find any of their work i guess amongst the displays i guess (laughs) That's crazy. That's really crazy. Now, it's coming towards the end of the year, Laurie, and it's getting to that time where teacher gifts become a big thing. And our topic for this week, everybody, is all based around these teacher gifts. If you're a parent listening to this or if you're a teacher, you're gonna, I, feel, I feel like you're just going to absolutely love this because it may give you some ideas. And, and if you're a teacher, it may be something that you chuckle at and kind of resonate with. Um, now, I want to put, put in a little disclaimer. Teachers don't expect any gifts. Although if it does have any bubbles, I'll be very grateful to receive them. I'm sure I can say that. I think I'm allowed to say that. That's, that's a good view. Yeah, we don't expect gifts, but we love it when they sparkle. It's it's one of those things, whether you whether you expect it or not, which teachers don't, they there are gifts around. And just the other day, I was having a, a laugh with the MFL department in my school um, because we realised that every single person in the office could identify what Thornton's chocolates were in the box without the without the little key card because as teachers we we see a fair few Thornton's selection boxes not that we're complaining about that no not at all I feel like when I when it gets to Christmas time when it gets to the end of the year I must gain about a stone and a half just just through the sheer chocolate which I end up eating which I, I like I, like you said I can't complain about but at the same time it does my diet no good so parents, I blame you, but thank you at the same time. I have no restraint and I'm very happy about that. And please don't not buy chocolate because of anything that happens in this podcast. <laughs> we need it to get through our days <laughs> and to help us with our planning. Now, I want to know, Laurie, do you have a best teacher gift in your mind and a worst teacher gift in mind that you've received? Oh, it's, do you know, what? it's a difficult question. And I'm quite early on in my teaching career and a year and a half of that has been distance. And I think I feel like 
gifts are more of a primary school thing than secondary school. Um, not to say it doesn't happen, it absolutely does. And I've received some very thoughtful gifts over um, the last few years. But I feel like at primary school, you have the same, your child has the same teacher day in, day out for a full year. Whereas at secondary, I see that that kid three times a fortnight. Some of them you get like a really special bond with and they connect with you and they want to show you taking their appreciation at the end of the year. Year sevens are sometimes still in that teacher um, mindset from primary school where they want to give a gift and then it fades out over time. Um, but I've had some really lovely gifts. I've had some um, kind of personalized items which have been really kind and I really enjoy the, the kind of thought that goes into those. But do you know what? One of them, one of my favorite gifts um it's just a little thing but it really meant a lot was um was on valentine's day two of my year nines brought me um a little just a little net of heart-shaped chocolates um and they just they said that they were from harry styles because of a running joke we've got in the class where they think that i should date harry styles and i i say that harry should call me if he's into that um and so <laughs> yeah. that, they, they brought me a little little net of um of chocolates but um what they didn't realize is that but what my um <laughs> what my head of department did realize is that I had just recently separated from a person also called Harry and so what made it such a funny gift was my head of department was stood behind me looking in in horror as two two girls handed me a little net of chocolate hearts saying that they were from Harry not realizing the context of the um the in joke of Harry Styles, and she was like, "Why do they know so much about your personal life?" <laughs> what are your best and worst gifts? Come on, reveal all. Best present, and I know the mum is listening to this as well from the child that bought me this because she, oh, no she was one of the ones which came to me with um, some suggestions. However, I received last year a hat, poorly coloured, but it has a solar panel fan on the top to keep me nice and cool. I have done with that so often this week. It's been fantastic. Honestly, I, I may do the rest of the podcast like this. Although it's very hot in here and there's no sun, so the actual fan isn't working. <laughs> slight, a slight flaw in the plan if it's not going to work inside. <laughs> Don't you work inside? <laughs> no, I, I, I have my time off when I'm inside. But there you go. It, it, it's one of the most awesome ideas because I, I get really hot very, very easily. So um, the hat works very well for me. So yeah, thank you to the person who bought me this and the mum, especially. So thank you. Um, you have a, um, do you have a worst gift, but you hope the parent who gave it to you isn't isn't listening to this podcast? Actually, I, I feel like if they are listening to it, um, it's from my first school. And if they are listening to this, then I, they'll just chuckle whilst I tell the story. So I had gone round their house for a home visit because I was teaching reception with my first class and you do some home visits just to see them in their own context in their own home and stuff like that where they're most comfortable and um I, I knocked on the door got around and, and these rocks were chucked out of nowhere and I thought what is going on so fast forward to the end of the year I received a big parcel and I think oh my goodness thank you this is this is amazing I unwrap one layer there's another parcel Oh, hello. Okay, what's going on here? Unwrap another one. There's bubble wrap. Unwrap another one, tin foil. And it basically goes down and down and down until there's just a handful of rocks. So as much as it is the worst gift I've ever received, 
it's also the most sentimental and arguably funniest gift I've received as well, because it was just a handful of rocks that was wrapped up about 50 times that I unraveled in front of the, all the children. There you go. That's, that's pretty good. That's, that's simultaneously a good and bad gift. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that, that's why I think that if the parent is listening, they will, they will just laugh listening to that because yeah, it, it was brilliant. Um, moving on from that, I did some research. I mean, we're we're we're, we're high end podcast here. We actually research before we go into these things, as as you as oh. you can assure, uh, um, assume. And um, I headed over to um, NBC, the American um, website, which obviously for, for British for us is no good. Anyway, but there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it. And they have they have released the top ten, but for some reason I only wrote down nine gifts that you can give a teacher. And I'm going to give you, Laurie, some quick fire gifts and you have to rate them from one to 10. Do you think all you right. can do that? Yeah? I'm up for a challenge. Yeah, up for a challenge. Okay, all right. Are you ready? I feel like we need some music over this. This, If there's no music over this, just imagine that there is like a do-do-do-do, like a weakest link thing. There you go. Anyway, okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Lovely. Personalised water bottle. Oh, the first one's an eight. Oh, anyone after that is a four. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> flowers. Oh, six. A Kindle. Oh my god, ten. <laughs> no, we're coming back to that at the end. Anyway, um, gift sets like bath bombs and stuff like that. For me, a three. Oh, diary. Unless it's from Lush, in which case, straight up to a nine. Oh, look at you, posh. Yeah, I get that. Look at that lush, can't be anywhere else. I'll never go to boots for you. Anyway, um, a diary. Oh, this is so hit and miss, but I'm going to go for a four. But if it's page per day, it'll jump up to a six. If it's a full week per page, no, that's a one. I can't get anything on that. Oh, you'd hate mine. You'd hate mine. Um, sweets and chocolate. Nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, elite, that is. Slippers. Are they my size? <laughs> no, they're four sizes too big. Oh, then two. If they're my size, then seven. But I'm getting it in the summer months. That it loses points because I'm getting it in the summer months. Oh, oh yeah. But what about if you receive it at Christmas? Oh, I'll put that up to an eight. That's a leap. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Scratch card. Ooh, that's an eight. Yeah. We can win some win, win some cash from that. And then vouchers is the last one. Depending on what it is, that's a ten. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I have to. I, I need to go back through this. Who in America is buying their teacher a Kindle? I I, I, I need these parents in my life. I, I feel like I need. I'm going to Amazon. How expensive a Kindle is right now? Because, like, I remember spending a hundred pounds on a Kindle, but that was years ago. Maybe they've come down in price now. No, no, they've not. They've not done that. Um, you can get one. There's a limited time offer um, for £57.99. But my, I, do you know what? We had a briefing earlier in the year that basically said, but with gifts, we're not allowed to accept anything disproportionate. Now, that is a bit ambiguous, but I feel yeah, like it would be pretty hard to, um, to justify a Kindle <laughs> as not being disproportionate. Maybe that's one of those scenarios where, you know, sometimes a class all gets together because if a class got together of 30 and all gave two pounds each, mm. then that's the Kindle sorted. And then it's not disproportionate. 
I thought you would have rated the flowers higher. I'm not home very much. Um, oh. So for me, flowers, I really like flowers and I love having fresh flowers in the house. And my sick one has just brought me a beautiful bunch of flowers. Um, but I was quite tempted to dry them out so that I would actually get to kind of, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Drying flowers is a thing. Yeah, I have no idea. I can just imagine you there with like a hairdryer. No, no, you you like um you can salt them and you get the moisture out, or you can use a flower press oh. as well. Um, but a couple of years ago, some sick formers, my first group of sick formers, but I carried all the way through. They got me a um a cactus of some kind, like a succulent, but I believed to be fake on account of the fact it was pink. So that was my little sign that it was a fake succulent and it didn't need to be watered ever. And I was like, brilliant, mm-hmm. I can't kill that. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> fake. And I certainly could kill it. Um, Don't you like a good cactus though? The what? I love a cactus. Oh yeah, I mean, as far as the plants go, ones which are hard for me to kill are fantastic. You really, this has turned into the flower podcast and and I'm here for it. But I, I, at the same time, there's something very kind of satisfying about the idea of walking out of school at the end of the year with just arms full of flowers, like Love you're it. some kind of Broadway star that just everyone loves and has thrown flowers at you. And you can barely hold the amount of flowers that you've been given because you just, you just gave such a stunning re- rendition of all that jazz. A proper catwalk as well as you get out. Like the hip swinging yeah. as you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I, my other, my other, I'm going to come back, back to two, two more. One of those being slippers. Now, I may shock you, I've never owned my own pair of slippers. What? I, I just don't see the point of them. I have socks, then it does the job. I'm wearing a set right now. I've, I'm wearing <laughs> oh, a, little, a, little, a little set of summer slippies right now. It, yeah, but don't you find them? You get too hot. I don't know what kind of slippers you're wearing. I haven't got a clue. Are you getting um, them up? That's what I'm wearing. Oh, I'm nice rocking, and um, This is great for a um, for an audio medium. Um, this is a little uh, little open toe crisscross pink fluffy um, slider style um, slipper, and it just just keeps me off the floor. Ah, oh, always floating about. Mm. Yeah, graceful. Graceful. Yeah, no, I've just never owned them. Maybe one day I'll own them and I'll do a little review for you. And then my last one is scratch cards. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, I do. I'm not sure on the ethics of a child, but then I'm not really sure on the ethics of a child bringing you wine or gin or whatever, or bubbly and on the last day, but we all let that slide as a child hands us an alcoholic beverage, but they're <laughs> definitely not supposed to have on school premise, but we go, ah, you were just the messenger. So I'm sure it's a similar premise, but I, I love a scratch card. They're a bit of a Christmas tradition for us. We have a, a scratch card with our crackers um, and usually someone, not me, wins two pounds or something like that. But um but, yeah, I love a scratch card. It's really I think we good. should talk about vouchers. Yeah, oh, yeah, vouchers. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Vouchers. What, what would be an ideal voucher for you, then? Do you know what? A coffee voucher. Ooh. Because I love a coffee, but as teachers, we exist on black sludge from a cafetiere yeah. far too often. And the chance to have, like, a Costa or a Starbucks... It's just you really appreciate it when it's not your norm. So mm. I think that coffee vouchers are a great shout. Um, and apart from that, you know, you can get 
love to shop vouchers and that gives a bit more choice. So if you're not sure, I think that rather than guess at something that, you know, like for me, I said about gift sets of soap, I'm not really a bath person. So on the few occasions that I've been given um, bath items, unless they are from Lush, which I love, and I will have a bath just to enjoy those, they usually end up getting re-gifted. And I know that's probably not the best thing to admit, <laughs> but I don't, I don't enjoy lotions so I, I pass them on to someone who I know will so I think if you're unsure and you're leaning towards the generic lean towards the generic by all means but lean towards the generic with choice and that's that's what a voucher um, offers I think there's a bit of a idea that vouchers are impersonal and they're thoughtless but you can choose the shop and I think it gives it passes the choice over to the person who's going to actually use the gift I completely agree. I mean, if, if any of the parents in my class are listening, a next voucher goes a long way, even if it's a fiver. I'm very happy. It helps it helps towards a new shirt that I can wear out of the many hundreds of shirts that I have from next. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, a voucher's always good. I, I always see them as quite a thoughtful thing because then you're allowing the person who's gaining that voucher the choice from then on. So I, yeah, no, I, I, I quite like that. Now, out of those nine, the water bottle, flowers, Kindle, gift set, di the diary, the sweets and chocolate, slippers, scratch cards and vouchers. If you had to choose one, what would be the one at the top? It is difficult because I really like the idea of a personalised water bottle or like coffee. I presume in water bottle you can have like coffee cup or travel cup or something like that. Yeah, we're going but for that. Like I said in my ranking, I don't need more than one of those. So they've got like a bit of a statute of limitations on them. So I think I'm going to conclude that vouchers are the best gift. Like that. Like that. I'm, I'm going to take a gamble for me. That's a gamble like this is actually happening. Um, I'd go with scratch cards because I have the potential of winning something. And, and I haven't lost anything if I don't. So a scratch card for me. I, I, I'll, be, I'll be very happy. Very happy. And you get all of the fun of scratching it. Yeah, and that's what that, that is always that's always the highlight, and then and then trying to work out what the symbols actually mean because you never yeah, know. Did I, did I win? Take it to the news agents. I, I might have won. Could you <laughs> check that you didn't win? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, and then you just you just sort of tail between your legs and walk off. <laughs> I love that. There you go. So from us, um, vouchers and scratch cards, the best teacher gifts of about. There you go. What more could you need? You heard it here first. Heard it here first on the Priority Secondary Podcast. Um, okay, we're going to finish off with some questions from the audience and then a little teacher fail, which I've got, and then some little ending messages after that. But I've gone back through our questions from the audience, and Sophia Lilly has said, Laurie, is there anything you can do when you don't agree with feedback from an observation? Oh, that's a great question. Mm. Um, I suppose what I would say is I would, what I would advise doing varies very much depending on how significant that observation is. If that observation is going to mean the difference between you achieving QTS, that's qualified teacher status, and not, then absolutely, if you disagree with it, then you want to follow that up. However, if it's just a routine observation or a learning walk, something that happens throughout the year, um, just as part of um, maybe performance management, but again, you might want to follow that up or just part of teaching and learning as learning walks and observations often do happen, then I'd maybe advise just kind of taking it on the chin and, and 
trying to improve for well improve the feedback for next time or making sure it doesn't crop up again um but if you if it was for something significant if there were going to be consequences to that feedback that you disagree with then i think the only real option is to go through your line manager whether that is the person in between you and the person doing the observation or the person above um going through doing the observation i mean by all means have a chat with them first because you have to have a meeting and say oh actually try and persuade them and talk to them from your perspective but if they're not willing to shift and it's going to impact your career then follow the school protocols and go to your line manager would you agree with that I completely agree with that agree with that and I also think as well if this is somebody and you're in an ECT year and you're working towards passing that who will be observing you quite quite often um, um, across those two years I would also put it back on them and say, can you show me, show, show me what, how I can improve? I want to see, ask for the opportunity for them to demonstrate what they actually mean. Because sometimes sometimes it's really easy to say, I'd like you. So for, for feedback, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. It could be you need to position yourself in the classroom. So you, so you at all times you can see all the children in your class. And actually, some some that may that may be harder for some people than others. It could be a case of them saying to your mentor, whoever's observing you, saying, "Okay, can I can I observe you? Show me, show me what you mean, how you want me to move around that room in an effective manner. Because how then am I going to get through the tables to be able to still see all the children around? Um, what do you mean? That could be a nice way. But Laurie, you've covered everything there, um, I believe. I think that's a great piece of advice, to be honest, Josh. Thank you. So Thank hopefully, you. So yeah, that, um, that answers your question and helps you out a little bit. Mm. Um, the second one then is, what is something, and it's from um, Scott Martin 19 what is something that you never thought you would have said to a child? Probably along the lines of, please take the Lego wheel out of your nose. That would probably be something that I would, that, that would come to mind that, that, that is said on a more frequent basis than what I'd like along those lines what about yourself you know um i think i'm going to kind of lower the tone of the podcast a bit or change at least shift the the podcast because the one thing that i never thought i'd have to say to a child is you're safe here you can tell me the truth um Mm. because safeguarding is a very real aspect of our job and sometimes the things that you end up saying to a child to reassure them that they are safe and that their feelings are valid and that their experiences are real can be really shocking as a teacher and it's it's something that you know I think as a primary teacher you're probably given a bit more provision for maybe because you're uh, pastoral as well as subject whereas for me as a history teacher that's only been something that I've been recently exposed to in in greater frequency is how to kind of deal with children who are making disclosures to you but um yeah so in and I have I've had to have those conversations with children where they've they've talked to me about things but I never thought I'd hear and I never thought I'd have to respond to so there's there's a lot that you think that you wouldn't have to say and by the same token I'm thinking of examples where I've had to say the moon is not the back of the sun and I've had to say that that is the Mediterranean Sea you can't put knights and horses going through the middle of it so <laughs> there's, there's a whole spectrum of things yeah, but something I've never thought I'd have to say is you're safe and you can tell me the truth here like in in that context and actually to a lot of these children which are in in that that situation school is their 
their safe place. The people around them, the teachers are their main or their safe primary caregivers, depending on their backgrounds and what they're going through in life. And it's something I never thought going into teaching that would be prominent as what it is. Safeguard. I think it's definitely something that my PhD could have prepared me for, but possibly yeah. this is something to do a future episode on and mm. make it a kind of safeguarding special and talk mm. about it in, in a bit more detail there and give it the time it deserves. But we don't want to finish on that glum, glum note that I've kind of led us down. So shall we finish with some teacher fails? So Josh, have you got a teacher fail for me this week? Now I'm picking one out of the archive and it's from my first school. Now, I, I'm going to set the scene. Nativity is also a time in primary schools, which is which is lovely. The parents get to see their little darlings dressed up as a sheep, dressed up as a star, dressed, maybe dressed up as Mary or Joseph, or even the twig in the background. Lots of lovely different things. And um, it was my first ever nativity. Fantastic. Um, you do your obligatory. Parents, we will save the photos to the end. Please enjoy, clap along, do whatever you need to do. The speech before the performance and nativity starts. And um, I was up the front giving their speech. To my mind, I forgot that baby Jesus was right behind me. And um, as I've said, please enjoy the nativity. I've stepped back and uh, my, my big boot has gone straight through the face of baby Jesus right before the nativity. And uh, in that moment, sadly, children ended up in tears. Parents ended up in laughters. And... Um, like the last podcast, I ended up in the same situation, blowing up like a red, big red tomato um, at the same time because I had completely devastated um, around 60 reception to year two's um, hearts and dreams of being a performer in their nativity. Um, and just that one moment of me stepping through baby Jesus's head. So that is my teacher fair, which I picked up from my archive, which has scarred me, as you can tell, to this day. I mean, the ironic thing is now I work in a Church of England school, so this bodes really well. That is a good one. That yeah. is a good one. Arguably, though, it's Jesus's whole job to forgive. So, Lovely stuff. And there you have it. We are imperfect people, but we're trying our best. And that's, that's the message of the podcast this week. So we've covered teacher gifts. We've answered some of your questions. If you have more questions, please do send them to our email address. What's our email address, Josh? The primary versus secondary podcast and versus has the V and the S, even though we've had to change our name to the primary V secondary podcast. But our email is the primary versus secondary podcast at gmail.com. So send in your questions, answer our stories. You can DM us on Instagram as well, which is also the primary versus secondary podcast. The only place that we are the primary V secondary podcast is where you listen to our podcast. And once again, thank you. You made us last week within one, no, two days. We put us within the top 35 podcasts, education podcasts in the world on Apple, which was crazy. Insane. Absolutely insane. I'd love to stay there. So if yeah. you feel like yeah. checking us a rating or a review please do that it makes a massive difference to us and you know the more of you who rate and review and subscribe so you get the notifications when we put a new podcast out the more chance there is that someone someone might potentially sponsor us for a podcast and that would mean that we could do more than two a month so go like review subscribe we're so grateful for all of your support Thank you very much. Um, we'll see you very, very soon.
Cheerio. All right. Have a good week. Enjoy the sun.